Hello, everybody. This is uh, Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 150. What? That's a lot of episodes. Of <laughs> various sound effects. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's episode 150. Uh, we're not doing anything special for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's special to us. We did a live one for 50 and 150. And 100. Uh, Maybe we'll do one. No, this no, is not 50. This is 50. 50 yeah. and 100 is what I meant. Maybe we'll do uh, one for 200 in yeah. a year. <laughs> in, yeah, we'll do one for 200 for sure. Uh, but we'll talk about some stuff. Uh, I don't know. Should we talk about stuff that we did recently or just go into just regular podcast stuff? Let's, about let's podcast it up this time. It's a special episode. All right. So, yeah. Uh, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, Kelly, not quite as long, but she's been here for at least probably 50, right? Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's since been a lot, a lot. <laughs> De- I mean, full time since like Christmas, since yeah. the best of the year. Oh yeah, boy, that's a lot, a lot. Um, yeah. So, have you been? Have you liked the podcast? You like being on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. It's too late to ask her now. She's on it. What's your I favorite it, moment? From I wish the it was podcast? closer to my house. Um, <laughs> I think we all. My favorite moment was. Um, Oh, and it's I'm sad because we never use this, but at one point we were doing we were playing around with doing like a little bit at the end, um, talking about like various TV shows and stuff. And so right. we actually recorded a jingle for it, and we sat here and Kevin composed it while we sat here <laughs> and like had had us sing it. Yeah. Do you remember that jingle? Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and that we, was we all sang it. We did. Um, we did. If you could call it singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah like our typical little, singing. Yeah. Um, and that was really awesome to watch and it yeah. the whole thing took like maybe 20 minutes yeah and uh so that was really cool i liked that a lot i wonder if that and we'll never hear somewhere. it somewhere <laughs> no you'll it never must. hear it maybe. we definitely played it once mm, or twice yeah so i'll have to do some digging in the archives <laughs> yeah i'll have to tack it on somewhere uh yeah how about you jared what's your favorite moment uh, from the podcast well, that's funny because my favorite moment is whatever usually when we're goofing off and just being silly off before we start recording and we all start singing weird songs and stuff <laughs> together yeah i told kevin at some point to start recording all the uh oh my gosh the terrible testing. intros and tests we've done like testing testing yeah. but usually it's like Whoa, ah. <laughs> a little singing little haven't little... we had like a four-part harmony one point mm-hmm. like, yeah so that's my favorite like just a kind of like goofy like let's do this that's definitely always, always the best part of the episode yeah it's really fun. The best part is the part you guys don't hear. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> what we do. Sorry to inform you. What about you, Nick? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I just was trying to think about it, but I don't know. I mean, the the, the ep- I mean, obviously the first live episode I remember the most. Yeah, because it was, was intense. Yeah, it was pretty interesting and it was fun. We had Kevin playing live, and yeah, we were set up there. in the Vienna store. Kevin brought in his guitar and some giant speakers, and we played the theme song live. It was with different Nick, times. Nick and I on backing vocals, I think. It was, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah, that was one of the favorite ones. and uh, Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, it was good. It was good times. Um, yeah, overall, it's been a fun experience. It's going to And it sounds goodbye. like it's like a last oh, episode. Oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> We're retiring right now. Farewell. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, something we never talk about, really, is stuff for, that happens in the store. That's true. Which I thought we should talk about at least a little bit. Yeah, we got some good stories. Like what? Do you have any good stories from, from the store? I'm sure you have lots of I got bad lots stories. Of <laughs> I got lots of good ones. Um, you got some good ones? What's a yeah, good one? My favorite one is working at the DC store on U Street a lot is we get lots of tourists. Mm. Uh, and so I just really enjoy talking to all these people from all over the world who are just yeah, visiting Washington, D.C. for a little while who are obviously into comic books and 
I've heard some really good stories and just like comparing notes about like what comics people are into and like they're always curious to see what stuff from their country has come over into English and sometimes it's nothing. Yeah. And sometimes it's a pretty good selection and so I'm always like, Whoa, look, this thing just got translated. They're like, What? So that's pretty cool. And yeah. then them talking about cool comics that I've never heard of. That's pretty fun too. So Yeah, especially somebody from like France or something. Oh no. Did I tell you about the Air France? That was the best one. What? This completely gorgeous uh woman came in in an Air France stewardess outfit. <laughs> And with a with a French accent, and she was looking for comic books, and I was just like, "What is happening to my world?" And she's like, "From my boyfriend who loves superheroes." And I'm like, "What has happened in France? This is ridiculous." <laughs> oh yeah, he was asking for superhero comics. Yep, that's crazy. Because like you can't get as many superhero comics yeah. in France because it's not as popular a genre, and so he had sent his, you know, gorgeous air stewardess <laughs> from Air France stewardess. over <laughs> to stewardess get comic books. Stewardess is PC anymore. Stewardess. That's what she was. Attendant. Steward? She attendant. Was, uh, light no, attendant. She was French. They have they have genders in yeah, yeah. French. So. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh yeah, movie. actually, probably yeah. It's probably a gender specific version of it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying. I'm uh, trying to be respectful of her culture. Come on, mm, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, that's a different thing. That's more of a grammar thing. But anyway, so yeah, I, I, I had uh, like the ambassador to like Argentina come in. What? Once, and that was really? Cool. <laughs> yeah. He bought like a bunch of a uh, bunch of comics for his. Uh, I think it was for his son. Some for himself. Wow. Which is cool. It's it's interesting to see the different viewpoints of on comics from yeah. from people around the world because um i guess now they're more they see more variety and they're, yeah. they're you know they're more into it but yeah for yeah. a while it was kind of like they'd come in and be like oh do you have anything that's not a superhero comic yeah that's true but so, now it's so our saying like the american english yeah. market's getting better right yeah yeah we had a uh, a family come in who were belgian but they were like expats like they oh, had cool. four sons and the oldest one was like in it, like maybe seventeen, but the youngest one like had zero accent at all. Yeah, so they've yeah. been in the country that right. long. Um, and I ended up talking to uh, the mom for a long time, and she was saying how frustrating it was that they didn't have like the graphic novels in the school libraries. Oh, interesting. and how they were so used to yeah. it being like you know such a such a very almost you know on par with like what we think of as like the New York Times bestseller list, like right. the high right. literature right. type right. stuff, and that's what they think of in hmm. graphic novels, which hasn't. I mean, we've got it's gotten better, but yeah. it yeah, hasn't, but yeah. hasn't moved nearly that far. And so, yeah. So they're like, do you have, you know, do you have historical stuff? Do you have educational <laughs> stuff? Like, I for my kids, I want yeah. them to read this stuff. Huh. Um, so that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always fun to see those different viewpoints. Yeah, there's some a Dutch family came in last week, and the I say the the two kids were both like early teen and late teens, and it was interesting seeing what they knew about. Like one kid was like, "Oh man, have you got Deadpool." And they're like, oh, Calvin and Hobbes. And they're like, wow, look at this Gilbert Shelton comic from the 80s. <laughs> Whoa, Donald Duck. And they're just like into every awesome genre of comics because just like comics are just comics. They're great. And I was mm-hmm. like, I wish we were like that more. So that was really encouraging. Well, I always get really excited when we have, um, when there are more women than there are men in the store. Yep. <laughs> Not counting me. Actually, happens pretty often nowadays. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 yeah, pretty pretty often when i got to the store on it actually happened this is like the coolest thing that happened this week um <laughs> i guess it was like saturday or sunday and i i walked up and i had my i had a tote bag that had babs tar yep. bat girl on it nice and there were a bunch of girls who were just like sitting out by the the creek 
that huh. goes right by the store. And I noticed that they all got quiet when I walked by. And so I was like, okay, I think I, lo- <laughs> I think I look fine, but maybe yeah, like, my hair. <laughs> maybe I'm being judged. But I think it was the tote bag because when because they followed me to the store, and when I went to unlock the door, like they were crowded around the door, and it startled me. And so I kind of jumped and I opened the door, and they're like, we're so sorry, we're just like really excited to come to the store. Wow. And I like smiled so hard my mouth flew off my face. <laughs> it was that's really awesome. awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And then another group of girls came in and there were like eight girls in the store <laughs> for like 30 <laughs> minutes and it was amazing. Like teenagers. So right. yeah, it was uh, rad. Yeah. One of my friends who actually used to be the manager at the Vienna store, your store, like 15 years ago, literally just posted on Facebook. One of her favorite hilarious experiences was a guy walked in the store went ah a girl and ran out the door <laughs> literally times change yeah i'm like cool. we're slowly getting better <laughs> yeah, yeah but that was probably like what 10 15 years ago it was 15 or 20 years it's, ago it's very so, different yeah. now it's getting better a lot better yeah um so that's one of my favorite terrible stories i guess <laughs> <laughs> i don't know my favorite thing is seeing random celebrities come in oh yeah who'd you see that's uh, I saw Daniel Johnston. Oh, yeah, Daniel, Daniel Johnston he came, came in, in twice. Yep. Which is crazy because I don't think, and I was here both times by myself. Yep. And I don't think that anybody else. I would not have recognized him. Would have recognized him. Yeah. yeah. So it was like kind of a lucky coincidence that I was working and I was like. Yep. I was like, who's that dude? That, that dude coming in looks kind of familiar. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and for me, like, I, I'm super, you know, huge fan of Daniel Johnston. And, you know, uh, I think I watched the documentary like few months before he came oh, in really? about him oh, that's great i mean like, he came in and i was like you know it's like the only time i was like starstruck i was like Ooh. i feel yeah. like we're good about being like really chill with, with yeah with the few famous people that's, that yeah. we get in be. yeah and yeah um, it was pretty cool about it like uh you know inside i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but he's like very quiet and he's yeah. nice and he's like oh show me some like jack Kirby comics he's like super into like jack Kirby oh, so show him some stuff. and he had some uh family members with him and He's like, oh, you know, you have my book. Because we had one of his books. And you know, he signed it. And then he was like, uh, you want to take a picture? And I was like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even ask, you know, because yeah, I'm yeah. too sure. embarrassed or shy yeah. to like be like, take a picture. So, yeah, that was really, really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that was the craziest one. <laughs> um, we had a few comedians stop by. We had Pat Oswalt come by a couple of the stores. Yeah. He yeah. came by here once. And uh, I was, <laughs> it was funny. I, maybe because he's not. I guess as famous as I thought he was, but nobody recognized him. Well, I guess nobody looks up when you're in a comic book store. You don't look somebody in the face. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he came into the Vienna store, and people definitely realized oh, who he recognized. was. And you could tell people like made a conscious decision because Kevin and I were both there, and both of us you're like, like did zero nothing about it. Like right. we treated him totally like a totally sure. of course yeah, another you're not customer. Be like... And he at one point he was looking for he was looking for something, and so he spoke, and I think that's when people realized when recognized the voice. And yeah. so a couple people looked up yes. and then like looked back down, like I'm going to oh. be really <laughs> cool about this. That's awesome. But His that voice was is nice super... because he asked about all the retrofit books, and we talked about. Oh, it for a while yeah what? yeah he bought some things oh my gosh so that was awesome. that was cool that's yeah crazy. his voice is like instantly recognizable because yes. <laughs> he, he does a lot of voiceover stuff too oh, so. that's true yeah i mean it wasn't acting. it wasn't like he was remy in the store or whatever right but, but it was still recognizable. But yeah his voice like instantly yeah yeah he's um, a nice guy yeah he was cool he came in here it was funny because all i did was like give him like this kind of like like smirk and not nod kind <laughs> of like, yeah. like stuff secret handshake yeah yeah and uh He's like, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. And like, he, you know, he left, got into his car or whatever. Well, I think somebody was driving. But anyway, so like, as soon as he left, like, I waited till I see him, dr- so him drove away, and I walked up to like one of the customers I rec- I knew, you know, he comes in a regular. 
And I was like, you see, Patton Oswalt was just here. He's like, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody looks up. They, yeah. You're just looking at your books. You don't no, like, you don't make eye contact yeah, really. <laughs> doing their own thing. Yeah, I walked out the door as he was coming in. I think I held the door for him. I was going to lunch. I'm like, see you, Nick. Let <laughs> me hold the door over for this guy coming in. Yeah. yeah. It took me like a, like a second because he's like, yeah. hey, how's it going? And I was like, hey, good, man. How are you? And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Something's happening in my brain. Yeah, that's compute, exciting. compute. For a while, I was the only one of us who had not had Patton Oswalt in the store. Been oh, yeah. No, oh, really? and it happened, it happened once where I went I went home to lunch and I came back and Kevin right. was like, well, so Patton Oswalt Well, he's was local, here. so. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, he's local, so I'm sure he'll be around. Um, there have been a few, like, you know, people in yeah, our, Well, uh, the funniest one is RG3 came into the uh, Vanna store oh when, uh, when Andy. Oh, I missed that. When Andy, Andy was, was working. working. Oh, and Andy, oh, yeah. And he did has no, no connection he to sports in any way. Follow sports at all, like nothing. He doesn't even know. He he might not even know who the Washington Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's that like detached from it. Yeah. yeah. And so RG three came out. He's like, this dude came in like wearing a white suit. And he's like, and uh, people started asking him for autographs, and he like he left. <laughs> when he, was this? It was like, like during his first season, so oh, it yeah. was like a big deal. Like, right you know? when he was all in the papers and everything. Back yeah. when nobody, you know, d- n- uh, people still liked him, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess the people still like him. Anyway. The great hope for the Redskins um, again. But yeah, so that was pretty fun. Um, uh, who else? Oh, Kofi Kingston came in. He's like a wrestler for WWE. Oh, really? Yeah, this guy won a uh, some competition to like, it's like spend a day with you know Kofi oh that's Kingston right yeah you told me about like, that yeah that's really and cool. he's like one of his part one parts of it was like he want, wanted to go to a comic book store and that's shop awesome. for comics with him because apparently he's into comics there you go and so it was it was really weird because there was like you know some like guys in suits like i don't know like management or something were with him and yeah they were all walking around the store talking about comics and there's like nobody in here except me <laughs> it's like yeah. dead what silence is, what is happening and all i could i was just kind of like i was like is this really this is really happening this was just some stuff that happens is just bizarre. Yeah, but that's the best part about the job. Yeah, that's the cool stuff about the store. That's a good story. So we should we all, enjo- we all enjoy yeah. our job. Yeah, it's good to talk about that on the 150 s episode. Kind of go that's through, true. look back fondly. That's <laughs> true. There's definitely a lot of bad stories, but you'll have to ask us in person for yeah, those. Off the I record, wanna, I don't want to air any yeah. bad stuff. Um, but mostly it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's everything that we've been up to. That's all the news. That's, that's some good big plant no news, news just that yeah. uh, interesting stuff it's kind of a low key 150th episode well I mean the big thing is that all you guys are still listening that's kind of the yeah. great thing it's like and we, we hear from it. you people tell us they like the show so yeah I guess that's another thing it's when, whenever a customer comes in is like I was listening to the podcast and like I want to read yeah. this yeah like, you guys were talking about it like, like it always, worked it always, <laughs> always feels good too yeah so talk to us about stuff and yeah, yeah. that's fun yeah. whenever you hear us talk about something and you're interested let us know yeah yes. definitely it was Makes us feel good. <laughs> uh, that's it. So now we're going to go and do the rest of the podcast kind of normally, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's do some questions, which we actually have some this time. <laughs> All right. We got, well, I guess it's not one question. It's a multiple questions from Danny. Uh, Danny says... Dear most comprehensive podcast in all of Battleworld. That's true. And we're in Battleworld too. Yes. Wow, we really are. The universes have been smashed together. That's yep. We're stuck. Yep. yep. All the different Big Planet Comics podcasts from all the different <laughs> realities. I'm glad we survived. Yeah. So Bizarro far. Kevin. We have to fight for it. Yeah. Uh, what would Bizarro Kevin be? Oh, man. I don't even know. That's a good question. He'd be super. Huh? I guess he's into a lot of things. I would be like, 
was he not into that he would be into bizarro super version. super gritty comics yeah, yeah yeah he's a huge frank miller fan yes <laughs> <laughs> he reads uh, every grim fairy tales comic no 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 his favorite writer scott Lobdell. Well, scott, Lobdell. scott Lobdell. Yeah. Yep. that's uh, that's probably all of our yeah. what, if, if, what if there's like you know one of the battle worlds podcasts is uh they, their their song is about how they they only like Scott Lobdell <laughs> comics. That's probably true. It's probably the Scott Lobdell podcast. Like we only ones. like comics by Scott Lobdell. Uh, I want to think about it. It's too <laughs> terrible. Uh, well, his first question says, I know you've got some token games merchandise at the register on U Street. Correct. Uh, and he's asking, do y'all tabletop? He says y'all. Oh, yeah. He's talking Which is great. All That's a good us. word. I love it. I like y'all. Uh, do you guys tabletop? Do y'all tabletop? Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. What are you tabletop? Uh, not as often as the way to say it? I would like, but I love tabletop games. Um, like Clue? Uh, I, Clue? Clue. Clue is great. I love. Clue is my favorite, actually. So good. Monopoly but, is great. Um, but those aren't really... Uh, does yeah, those count? You play them on, on the top of I the like, table. I uh, like Ticket to Ride a whole lot. Ticket to Ride. I find I it's like that game. I like that one. Um, Kevin, for my birthday, he gave me a game called Slash that is about uh, uh, pairings. It's sort of it's it's a card game and you get different people fictional and real from pop culture from real life huh. and you have to create pairings then you have to argue like it's it's sort of a I don't know a cards against humanity or apples to apples sort of thing where like oh, yeah. one card is put down and then everybody right. pitches mm. in one and so if if the card is Zeus and then this was an actual thing that was played <laughs> somebody played Friedrich Nietzsche as a pairing nice. with ah. Zeus and then you have to argue why that pairing nice. is better than say uh Zeus and I don't know Spider-Man Spider-Man yeah. yeah that's cool so that was a lot of fun huh. that's, that's cool. really fun uh I like um oh my god I forgot the name of it the, the Cthulhu one call is it call of Cthulhu? no Which the one? tabletop one the Arkham Horror one? Arkham Horror yeah, yeah. That's it. Arkham Horror is awesome oh, so complicated. Uh, you almost end up always getting killed by some usually Dark God. Have, some sort. Do we play Eldritch Horror together? The more international based version of that? I don't think so. It's like Arkham Horror, but it's all over the the continent. Cool. So you're like traveling from country to country. That's Those my, are fun. That's my new favorite. Because the, the thing that, oh, well, actually, what's the best one is um, Talisman. Talisman. That's is great. Definitely how you lose some friends. It's so fun. Yeah. yeah. That one's fun because you get to like screw over each other. Exactly. Um, Definitely turn I'm, people into toads. I'm bad at those games. Oh, really? I don't like being mean. That's to the thing. It's like games. people who are like, I don't want to do it. Like, I mean, you have to curse them and turn them into a toad or you're going to lose. And right. Like, no, it's okay. But it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. Talisman's a good one. Uh, uh, Risk. We, we were playing. Oh. Were you. You weren't part of that. No. We were playing was it Risk, Risk Legacy? Legacy. I played that with some other friends. That was, that was crazy. cool. Crazy. That was really cool. That's like Risk, but like. You have crazy futuristic tribes or whatever. Yep. And you can um, change the rules as you go through the game. Yeah, well, after it's like after you play like 10 games, open this secret envelope. Yeah, which changes the Weird. rules and adds new features to the game. Well, like Risk is a pretty simple concept game that everyone's played. So it's just like just often enough in the game, something will change to be like, oh, now you have to do this to win. And you can or, use like yeah. nukes. There are nuclear But weapons. like if you use three nukes at once, you open a different envelope. Yep. It's like if you use three nukes, open this envelope and you open it and it's like, this area is now like a toxic wasteland. Yep. And there's a new tribe of people that are all mutants. Yep. You can be that tribe if you want. It was amazing. Just, and so whenever you're in that land, you're you're slowly dying. So you like lose a soldier every turn. There's cool stuff. 
The coolest thing yeah. was you open one. And it's like a new race. Uh, it's aliens, <laughs> and you, they have their own continent, and you can put what? it. You can put it between two of the other continents to connect them. Wow! So we put them like between Australia and Africa, and that really changed oh, the whole game. Interesting. Yeah. And then it's it's like permanent, so it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And you can name continents and stuff once yep. you. It's fun. There is um, a Mass Effect version of Risk. Yeah, there's oh, really? a Metal Gear one too. Yeah. Mm, there are awesome. lots of lots of. Yeah. I think there's probably a Walking Dead one. There is a Walking Dead one. We actually sold it in the store (laughs) this past week. Yeah. Uh, There's this really cool game that uh, it's called Machi Koro that was actually advertised in a whole bunch of comics at one point. But it's a it's a card game and it's sort of like a it's 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 like you're building your own city sort of thing. It's like a Catan sort of thing, Hmm. but you only have cards. And so you have to like build up your resources, which are basically like um I mean, they're coins, but right. once you have so many of a something, you can buy like a flower shop. And once you have a flower shop, then every turn you get this many coins. Yes. And yeah. the more people you play with, it's so interesting. Everybody's cities like flourish and die. And like we were playing with um, with Coleman and Kevin. And at one point it was literally like a Pawnee and Eagleton situation. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love that. All right. I love that one. So hopefully that answers your question. We do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like we could have just said yes. Yes. Uh, oh, you had a follow up though. This is what is your oh, what are your favorite favorite analog games? There we go. And favorite ones with a comic book theme. What's yeah. an analog game? It's not digital. It's so. just well, we just talked about. I guess what yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. There I you guess, go. Yeah. The rest. Are, what's your the rest? Question. Video games, I guess. Yeah. I play video games. Yeah. I don't play a lot. I play a lot of pinball video games. <laughs> oh, pinball. And pinball in real life. Right. Real pinball. That's an analog. That's game. a tabletop. Yep. Uh. Uh, what's the favorite oh, favorite ones with a comic book theme? Oh, I don't have many. I haven't played Dice Masters, but I hear that's one. I uh, played an RPG that was just a superhero RPG, but you made true. up your own. Yeah, we played the we played, we played the Marvel. Universe we played the Marvel superheroes. Universe one. We created like a a Street Avengers team. Yeah, we were not very good. I was Luke Cage. It was pretty fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, those are pretty good. Though. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and last, but, oh, I guess. Do people buy those Dice Masters is his last question. Uh, Which is yes. Some. Not very many people. Not too many. Yeah. Inevitably, there are not enough starter packs. Yep. That's always how it loses <laughs> <So>. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the problem with a lot of these games is those kind of limited edition ones where... Well, you have to have kind a of starter pack. Backfires, right? yeah. yeah. So like they run out of the thing you need to play the game, and then they're not going to have anyone who can play. So... Good job, everybody. We've definitely had people who have become so frustrated at not finding starter packs that they have just come in. Like, I literally had a guy come in and buy the entire box of, of all the little of booster all ones. the boosters, wow. thinking Ridiculous. that they could get a starter pack out of that, and it was like fifty of oh, those things. Oh boy! Wow. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So yes, definitely. Some, some passionate people are playing. Yes. Well, thanks, Danny. Hopefully, we answered all those questions. I think we did. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all the questions. If you want to ask us questions, True. you can do it. You should do it. You'd be cool um, like Danny. Yeah. Ask <laughs> us in person or call one of the stores or send us an email. Uh, yeah. Podcast at BigPlanets, BigPlanetComics.com. BigPlanets. BigPlanetComics.com. <laughs> Tweet at us at BigPlanetComics. Ask us on the Tumblr. All that jazz. All Whatever. That we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, we could, we could even solicit if you guys have favorite moments from the podcast. I'm kind of curious what you guys liked. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah. yeah. Give us give us some feedback, everybody. Maybe we yeah. should have asked this before the one. Nah. <laughs> right. We'll do a hundred. We, we were all on vacation. Point one. It's uh, trying to get back into the groove. 
But yeah, oh yeah, that's why we haven't been on for a while. We yep. probably should have said that earlier. Oh, yeah. We all went we on, all vacations. on vacations. Almost all at the same time. Yeah. Some good scheduling, everybody. Um, yeah, that's all the questions. Do we do have one announcement, though. Oh? We have a signing coming up. We do. We do. You announce it. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, so Saturday, August 29th, which is next weekend, we are very, very excited that we'll be having... Weekend a, after next. Yep. A dub- it, no, it's next weekend. Yep. A double signing. Uh, first at our Vienna store in Vienna, Virginia from 1 to 3, and then immediately after that uh, from 4 to 6 at our College Park store, we have Kevin Panetta and Paulina Ganeshow, who are the creative team on a brand new Dark Horse comic coming out next week. Kevin uh, from the podcast. Yep, Kevin from the podcast <laughs> and Vienna Store Manager. And Paulina, who designed our old store logo and does a lot of the art for the podcast, yeah. have a great new comic called Zodiac Star Force. And yeah, it's we've talked about it a bunch. Awesome. And they're yeah. doing signing for it. Yep, we interviewed Kevin about it, so go back and listen to that one. If you want one with U Street, we'll have one later. And... <laughs> uh, we have a special cover for the comic just yep. for those for our store. So big plant comics variant cover. Yeah, and we will have uh, prints made of that cover that you can buy, and we will probably also have prints of the four characters from Zodiac Star Force. So if you want to buy the complete set, you can have all these awesome, awesome. limited edition posters that will be signed by them. That's awesome. Well, yeah. enough talk about Kevin. Yeah, we're we're done with him. Let's do some reviews. Yeah. I think they should uh, quote this song in one of the issues of Zodiac Star Wars <laughs> on the cover. Uh, for the for way the boy way back fans yeah. of Kevin Panetta and Paulina well, Gattachow. The cover should, should say, uh, except when they're written by Scott Lobdell. Um, no. It should say not written by Scott Lobdell on the cover. Move um, on, move on, move on. So yeah, first up we have Beauty Number 1 by Jason A. Hurley from Lost. Uh no that's not different early. Uh and Jeremy Hahn, they co-wrote it with Jeremy Hahn doing the art. Oh, they co-wrote it. Yep. All right. So yeah, this was one of those pilot season things from like oh I forgot ten years ago. Yeah, Image did this weird thing um, where they put out single issues like the first yeah. issue of a bunch of series and had people vote like it was the pilot for a bunch of TV shows to see which one should be continued. Yeah, on this one series. won. But it never long ago came out. Uh, this this is kind of a redone version of the first of that pilot season issue um yeah kelly why don't you tell us about it sure uh so beauty is about this uh disease this virus that is yeah it's sexually transmitted and it makes people beautiful very beautiful um (laughs) and possibly also kills them (laughs) (laughs) so it starts out with someone spontaneously combusting on a subway Yep. Um, and then you have these this pair of detectives who are investigating it. And um, I liked the way this played out because it I'm a fan of just like procedural television. Yeah. And it sort of followed that that formula and treating. Well, I mean, with this sort of beauty virus thing in the background Um and you've got, you know, scenes with the detectives at their homes and talking to people and that kind of stuff. Um to to build it up and yeah so there's a pretty cool twist at the end yep um which i kind (laughs) of saw coming but still enjoyed so it was um yeah the art is fantastic it's really really a nice looking comic um i think that they the way faces are drawn is 
important for something like this right. where yeah. beauty is such a huge thing and they do a good job of making you aware of what when a person is beautiful <laughs> right. in, the ter- in, in terms of like what this comic is right. telling you is beautiful right so yeah yeah uh, it was cool i liked it I, I like the idea it's like one of those ideas you're like man i wish i'd come up with something like that yeah <laughs> uh, a cd that makes people beautiful it definitely adds a lot of layers to yeah, there's a story. lot going on this. It was very nicely layered. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Dark Quarter, number one, by one of our favorites, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is one yeah. of my favorites. Rich Tommaso. Yeah, so Rich Tommaso's been doing uh, basically a self-publishing line where he's been putting out a whole series of comics. We've reviewed a few of them on here. And now this is his first uh, book through Image, uh, which is basically taking the same sort of thing where it's like kind of a series of shorts that are all sort of tying together, I think is how it's It's like an anthology, right? Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, but like but, continuing stories, right? So, but yeah, so this the t- subtitle on is "Mysterious Adventures in the Crime-Ridden City of Red Circle." So I think it's just like that's the setting, and you can do right. stuff. Uh, so this man, I, I wouldn't even know how to describe this. It's kind of like it's great. <laughs> a pulp fictiony type, kind of like people, you know, people caught up in things, and they're all kind of on the wrong side of the law and they start running into other people or into it. And then he had a, a short story at the back, but I, I think the, the first one was my favorite where it's just like a crime gets investigated uh, by a guy who's basically a criminal himself. And he's like, just trying to like, well, he finds like a dog that's he covered finds, in blood. Yeah. That's the right. whole reason he, he's like trying to figure out like what has happened to, or who this dog has killed yeah. is, right. is how it starts. Yeah. Well, at first he thought someone had been beating the dog. Yeah. And so he was kind of trying to figure out what to do with it. And then he finds out that, no, that dog had walked out of a crime scene where there are murdered people. Right. But instead of calling the cops, he's like, cool, uh, let me call all my buddies and rob this house. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's that kind of like group of people who just take advantage of a bad situation right. for themselves. Uh, it, it feels kind twist. of meandering a little bit. Like he doesn't, he finds his dog and doesn't immediately track it down. Like you see him right. kind right. of having conversations with a different group of people on the street. And it sort of builds the, you know, the landscape of this city a bit. Yeah. Um, so you can tell he's like taking his time with the story, which I like. And then the backup was just kind of like a kind of Twilight zone weird little twist crime story short, uh, which I thought also fit in pretty well. Um, also yeah. says part one. Oh, so there more of it. But yeah, uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, it's definitely a different like feel than a lot of the crime comics that have been coming out recently. Uh, but I think it was even stronger. For yeah, that. it's kind of like uh, got this almost like black humor thing going on. Yeah. Um, like it's pretty dark, <laughs> but uh, but it's not a like um, it's not. I feel like a lot of the dark crime stuff has this specific like flavor of grittiness to yeah, it. Yeah, it's, no, it's not noir. It feels very stylish. Yeah, it's That's very it, bright yeah. and colorful. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not like a, an insane level of shadow like a lot of this stuff. No, that's true. Yeah, it's it's very fun. Very I good. love the architecture in it. Like for example, yeah. <laughs> the houses yeah. in this comic are really he's, cool. He's looking. very good at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and the looks of the people too. Yeah, exactly. like the, all the furniture and stuff, and like you get a real fitty feel for the city. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, he's one of the best. So if you haven't read this, definitely check it out. Uh, he deserves to sell a million copies. Of this. Yep, uh, <laughs> he's got a bunch of his other shorts too. If you want to check out some of his older stuff, so. yeah, there's some great ones. There's the one that one. There's what is it called about the uh, undead like um, heist or whatever. Oh yeah, he's got so many. Yeah, there's good ones. But yeah, I can't so remember the name. But pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have. DC Comics Bombshells, number one. I filed this under comics I initially did not read um, because I immediately dismissed it because I was like, well, why? Well, but, they, they did all those kind of 
were they weren't called what was that? They were bombshell covers. No, but didn't they have that variants. five issue miniseries? Of, oh, that was a different thing. <laughs> yeah, but that's the same kind of thing. It's kind of like yeah. a, well, anyway, go go for it. <laughs> but yeah, this was great. Yeah, so this is um, right off the bat. It is written and illustrated by two women, by Marguerite Bennett and the Marguerite Savage. So yeah, Marguerite, as, soon as, the I, Marguerites. as soon as I opened it, I was like, I gotta read this. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin described this, and I'm telling you this even though it infuriates me that it's yeah. an accurate description. He described it as a Justice League of our own, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is horrible but uh, accurate. So, so this takes place during World War II, and it's sort of the backdrop of the men have gone off to war, and you've got the like women picking up, you know, right. picking up what they've left. The sort of Rosie Riveter type, Rosie the Riveter type. Um, culture right and so it focuses on in this issue you've got batwoman and supergirl and wonder woman and batwoman is in um in gotham and she's playing for a baseball team and it's sort of about building the morale which she finds frustrating and then you've got wonder woman who is still on themyscira and um it's about the the war that's waging in the skies above their heads and then the thing that I thought was the coolest, honestly, was um, Supergirl is a night witch. And yep. the night witches <laughs> were a totally real right. um, group of female Russian fighter pilots. Yeah. Uh, so, and I love that inclusion in this yeah. because it's just it's one of those things that is not in history books and it's such a cool really bit cool. of history yeah it is in comics though Garth it Finnis. is in comics <laughs> as of now did a whole, no Garth oh, yeah? did a whole miniseries about them oh that's awesome yeah it's really dark but it's, it's called good. The Night Witch naturally yep. but yeah so the art on this is great it's um, amazing yeah. it's really really good I feel like Marguerite Savage is someone who you can like just if you go back and look at like the last five things she's worked on you can see the way her art is improving and changing yeah. and yeah. um she was someone who was sort of doing covers, and now she's doing a lot of interior stuff, and it looks really, really great. She has so much great hair in this. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the hair is great. Oh, yeah. Like, the water is great. It's all very fluid. Everyone's got great different uniforms and styles, and mm -hmm. ah, so good. Everything, yeah, everything's well thought out. It's great. So, yeah, this is, it may feel, you know, it, on the surface, it may look like sort of a throwaway bubblegum type thing, and it's not. It's just, it's a solidly it's very good. really good comic. And that was DC Comics Bombshells number one by various Marguerites. <laughs> the two Marguerites. <laughs> um, next up, we have King number one by Joshua Hill Fieldcoff and who is it? Bernard. Bernard Chang, who uh, drew Green Lantern Corps for a while. Um, Joshua Fieldcoff writes The Bunker. He writes Life After. A bunch of books that I like. Uh, and so I decided to read this. And this is from Jet City Comics, which I don't know if we've ever, ever had any other Jet City Comics nope. in the store. Uh, they are owned by Amazon. Oh, weird. Super weird, but That's they're bizarre. publishing comics now. Uh, yes, yep. so... Oh, no, they put out wool. Didn't you guys have wool? Oh, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, we did, but I'm right. <laughs> that was a weird thing because the... Uh, and I guess it makes sense that they were they were owned by Amazon because the, like, the book came out the same time that the, the issues came out oh yeah <laughs> which is a weird Ooh, thing that's weird. Yeah. yeah uh yes so this is about a man named king he lives in a uh kind of po post-apocalyptic but it seems yeah, like that's what it is every <laughs> apocalypse ever happened and it's continuing to happen um like there's a zombie apocalypse there's a robot apocalypse there's gods coming and basically every terrible thing that could happen has happened 
Um, there's mutated ducks. Uh, humanity's been wiped out, basically. Yeah, he's the, one of the last humans. He is he, the last well, he is human. the last human on Earth. But everything that's left is like monsters and humanoid animals and gods from other dimensions and robots. And so, yeah. It's, yeah, and so you, you see him like on his commute to work, which is like, it seems like every day is just struggle fighting like gangs and gods and all sorts of monsters. Um, and that part's really cool. And then he gets to his job, which he's kind of like a detective. But he's sent to investigate um, a, a seed of life, which is kind of um, this mystical thing that's supposed to like save the earth uh, from all these terrible things. Um, and he said he's been to a bunch of them, and they're all hoaxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he finds this one, and there's a crazy twist. But it's it's cool. There's giant uh, robot karate fighting bears um, that shoot gas out of their nipples. Quoting um, Karate Kid. Quoting Karate Kid. Yeah, there's a lot of like really fun stuff that uh, yeah, Chang gets to draw on this stuff. It's really good. Uh, I love his art. His art's really fun. Um, he's really good at drawing crazy action scenes and weird monsters. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was King number one. Check it out. Uh, next up, we have another King book. This is King Tiger number one. It was a weird timing that all these King yep. titled books. We also had, I think, King Mandrake the Magician came out the same day. <laughs> Uh, this is King Tiger number one by Randy Stradley and Doug Wheatley. Uh, so I believe this ran a long time ago or has been running in Dark Horse Presents as shorts or something. Oh, might have, yeah. Uh, but I haven't read any of those, so that was pretty interesting to step into this. Um, this basically feels like you pick up issue 300 of some superhero comic that you just haven't read in the early issues for, but it's awesome. Uh, so this has King Tiger, who's kind of a martial arts master in a world that is like ours, but there's definitely monsters and creepy cults and stuff going on. And he's got, like, the girlfriend and the sidekick and the gigantic inheritance. So he's got, like, kind of a secret base headquarters house full of all this cool stuff. And so it feels like I've missed all these issues of it, but I feel like this is a really good setup of the new case they're investigating and his kind of, I don't know, beach bum surfer sidekick milo who's trying to help out but is kind of weighing over his head and uh yeah so there's a kind of group of people who are getting kidnapped by mysterious hooded monster type people and they get involved in trying to figure it out that's kind of the setup of the first issue yeah uh but yeah it was awesome uh i felt like i really liked all the characters like yeah you really had that feeling that like you just stepped in the middle of a story but right a i liked story. the main character i thought he was pretty interesting and yeah uh, I, I don't know. I like the designs for the different monsters and stuff, and I thought it was well well paced. And uh, the art's really cool. I like the way he draws these. Uh, this like pig dude uh, looks really cool. Yeah, but I'm excited to read the next issue because from the cover, I expected a little more action. Yeah, there's not like super, but they're just about to fighting get to in it. it. Yeah, but like it's about to you know explode at the end. But yeah, they have stuff as like, don't worry, here's the doorway to vortex, and it's a door that just opens into an ocean. Yeah. And then there's like a table covered in like katanas and giant swords and guns. And you're like, don't know what's going on, but this is going to be cool. So, So yeah. um, I was frustrated by the like feeling of coming in in the middle of the story. Yeah, because it's number one. And I expected it to be something totally new. And like on the third page, it refers to, it says, it literally says, see blackout number four. That's what it was. I was like, like, what is that? No, what? that is <laughs> right so but, i don't know if i had if i had picked this up expecting it to be a brand new thing i would have been probably really upset no because <laughs> this, uh, this is how comics used to be 
where it was always like, hey, true believers, you want to find out what Spider-Man did? Read this from 60 issues ago. And I, that's right, what I if, got the feel for. But if it were Spider-Man number 80, then that would make sense. But this is something that's a brand yeah. new number one. I didn't so actually I didn't know that there was more like stuff that. before this. So. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I didn't have a problem. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't actually re- even me, know. It took me out of the story like completely. Yeah. Getting those that little footnote there. But if that so. footnote hadn't been there, would it have been any different? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would have had. Seeing the I would have been just as confused, but yeah. would have had less reason. I mean, oh, yeah, concrete one. reason. Yeah, it's like on the third page. Oh, I so, wasn't yeah. confused at all. I just felt like they skipped the origin story and. I mean, I wish it. that yeah. they had. T- there's nothing in the beginning to tell you. Like, if there had been a little thing in the beginning, like you know. Oh yeah, they have it in the Pre- back. Nineteen uh, nineties from D- Dark Horse's Comics Greatest World line oh, of right. superheroes. Yeah. So if it had been sort of a preface, then I think yeah. it, I, it would have been better. But uh, since there wasn't, I was very confused. <laughs> Didn't mind it, loved it though. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Uh, yeah, apparently, all right. there was older stuff. <laughs> I kind of want to read that stuff. Uh, King <laughs> Tiger number one. That was that. Uh, next, but certainly not least, we have Baba Yaga's assistant. By Marika Mikula, maybe? Marika Mikula. Marika. Maybe. Uh, and Emily Carroll. That one's easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this was super The awesome. best. Buy it. Highest best recommendation. It. Yeah, love it. Really great. I, I already bought it, so oh, it worked on me. There you go. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, anything that Emily, Emily Carroll does, we're going to get excited by. But I think this oh, is... This is very different than anything she's Very different. Done. And I think this is the first thing of hers that I've ever seen that wasn't written by her. Yeah. yeah. Or wasn't um, super creepy. <laughs> Right, but it's still it's, some creepy bits. it's still in her wheelhouse. There's monsters. It's stuff. definitely in her wheelhouse, and I really love the writing. Like oh, I, good, I yeah. am looking forward to anything else that Makula does because this was great. So it's about this girl who, um, her she's like a teenager. I would say like yeah. late teens, early twenties, maybe. Um, and her mom has been dead for a long time, and her dad is remarrying, and his she's got problems with that. Well, her, her, uh, his fiance has a little girl, right? And so, and he very much springs this on her. Yeah, like, and she's kind of jealous. Yeah, that was because, super weird. Yeah, she's kind of jealous about it because she he's super excited about this new family, but she's feel felt ignored by him, right? And he just uh, she was very close with her mother's mother, her grandmother, and he right. just sort of was like, "Oh, well, your grandmother's doing such a great job raising you. I'm not going to mess with that." Well, it also seems like he wasn't a very hands-on father, and he was and like destroyed by grief I right. Think, right as well but it was also that like so yeah so she's interpreting his way of handling stuff as being a bad dad when he just wasn't that kind of close contact father so they already are kind of splitting up their relationship they're having a lot of problems with each other yeah so she decides what she's going to do is um she's going to run away and be baba yaga's assistant because baba yaga has advertised in the newspaper <laughs> that pers- she wants an assistant ad, yeah. <laughs> which right there i'm like i'm sold on this book this is genius so baba yaga if you don't know this is a, a russian a uh, tale of a a witch or a, an old woman who she's kind of like queen of the witches. Yeah, she lives in a house that is on chickens' feet. Yeah, um, and she's the sort of this is something that shows up, I think, on a lot of folklore. The yep. person who comes to steal you away if you're bad to your parents. Yeah, um, she's the thing to scare little kids into yeah. being good. So that's what Baba Yaga is, and uh, this the main character whose name I can't remember, Masha. Um, good Russian name. Yep. She uh, her grandmother went 
uh, and like did her time. No, she was she taken. Was a, she was an assistant to no, Baba she, Yaga no, for she, a while, right? No, I think she oh, was Oh, no, she taken. was captured. Yeah, she yeah, was captured, yeah, yeah. then she had to escape. She escaped. So Masha grew up with all these Baba Yaga stories. Of, like the classic like kind of fairy tales, but it's like from the real experience of her grandmother. Like, right. no, this is what we did so we didn't get eaten by monsters and Baba didn't throw us out into the woods. And So I love that that sort of takes the like it's she's using the things that she learned from someone who was captured but she's there willingly right and so she like she wants this job but she also like doesn't want children to get eaten <laughs> right but there's so. like interesting twists to what exactly baba yaga is yeah. and like what these kind of it's uh, kind of like the truth tall tales the and, yeah. really mean uh yeah it's very interesting it's it you it's know cute. it's the sort of like myth butting up against real life yeah. in a fun way yeah there's a lot of cool like uh different fairy tale ideas employed like uh i don't know there's like totems that turn into bears and uh you know little the, russian dolls little matryoshka and, yeah. russian dolls go. that open up and and help her and i don't know there's a lot of cool stuff going on and it's it's very fun yeah, it Beautiful took like arts. all the elements of the great fairy tales and made it modern and with that good family story behind it yeah it's great you just it's great it's just so it. good yeah just get it Bobby Yaga's assistant check it out uh it's high highest recommendation for sure yep um, that's it for our 150th episode. Woo! If you thought we were going to review 150 books, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not all at once. We did not. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with episode 151. Back no more to, breaks. Back to the normalness. No more vacation. Fun <laughs> is, the fun is over. <laughs> Never vacation. <laughs> all right, we'll see you then. See you then. See ya.